Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfree shows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts, starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts, like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh, You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others, but yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fox Back, Title Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com. It's the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Oh, you didn't know? The business is booming with excitement, anticipation, surprises, and returns. And when you think you know it all, you find there's more to learn. The future is always forward, but we love and live the past. Holding on to what we know because it's all moving so fast. A cat's named Ryan, a dog named Brian, just yapping in the yard. Talking old time tales from around the ring and shilling pills that keep you hard. If you (laughs) think we've done plenty, well, you're right. Because this is episode 20 of Oh You Didn't Know the Podcast with the WWE Hall of Famer, six-time world tag team champion, hardcore champion, intercontinental champion, and champion of life, living, and giving the world a piece of his mind, it's the D-O-double-G. And based on what I saw on the internet the other day, a new VP of W. WWE, <laughs> that's Road Dog Brian James, and uh, anything new and exciting going on? No, no, no. Everything, everything's just same old same. I think you and I both uh, have things to congratulate each other on. So, congratulations to you as well. And uh, man, what an introduction, Ryan! Thank you so much for that. Uh, we have fun. We have fun. We have fun. We have seasons in the sun. You know what I mean? That's that's all I can say. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited about talking about WrestleMania 30 today. I don't even know if you mentioned that yet. I the did. cat's out of the bag now. Happy what to be. You, you can't put that frigger back in there. That's snarf, sure. snarf. As <laughs> usual, this show is brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew, who make mm. hard easy. Our pals at Chili Sleep, who keep us cooler than the other side of the pillow. The folks at Car Shield who let us save money on our car repairs. The team at Rectech whom help us smoke our meats like Ooh. masters. Athletic Greens who bring nutrition to everyone. And finally, SWC, baby, that's Save that's with right. Conrad. Your source for putting more money in your pocket when looking for a mortgage or a refinance loan. You just said it. This week on Oh You Didn't Know, we'll be discussing. Discussing. 
Carlson, the <laughs> last time Road Dog wrestled at a WrestleMania, oh WrestleMania Lord. 30. That was the graphic from New Orleans or Nolens. Nolens. Yeah, I think, it's, I, I think people from here come call it knowledge but we always called it new orleans when we drove over there because I, I just lived three hours from there so uh so we would drive to new orleans when i was young a lot so i'm pretty bad at geography that's where pensacola is yeah, yeah so the panhandle in the gulf of mexico if you can imagine like you literally go through a piece of alabama and a piece of uh mississippi and then you get into louisiana over there you know and so yeah that's where new orleans is and i got some real sick debauchery stories to tell wait i'm hearing from my wife no i can't tell you <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we will talk about the time i wrestled <laughs> i feel like yeah i'm gonna stay with that too we're gonna begin this story at the raw after the royal rumble in cleveland ohio the infamous raw where cm punk walks into vince mcmahon's office and tells him he's going home hey can we stop right there for a second sure can man you're the boss so how long ago was it? I should have silenced my phone. 2014 at this point. Yeah, so January 2014. To, to fast forward to 2022, and apparently he's going into somebody else's office talking about going home. Look, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a, uh, you know, a, a, a pattern with you or not, uh, but it sure sure seems like it's forming one to me. Um, and so look. Let's continue. I just wanted to throw a jab. I just wanted to throw a jab at Punk, and then I'll back off. Doug, you and Billy are tag team champions, but your role at this point in time, are you producing and wrestling? Are you involved in the creative process, just wrestling? What's going on here? So, so at the time, I am uh, producing and wrestling, and I'm not in the create. Look, I, I am I am around the creative process, but I'm not in it yet. Um, so, so I'm just I'm producing and wrestling, and this is – about the time where I said, hey, I need to, you know, right after this mania is, is when I kind of said, hey, I need to, I need to focus on one, one thing uh, and wrestling ain't it. So, so um, yeah, so that's the, uh, the in-ring retirement comes here shortly. All right. You were working with Punk in the weeks before this. So you obviously gave your opinions about him. But what do you remember of the time period? Do you remember anything about a vibe and energy, hearing rumblings or just creative it, it, it messed up knowing things were going to go down and, and anything like that? Yeah. No, look, I just look, I just remember he was kind of difficult to work with. And and I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. I hadn't been there that long. And I wasn't in the inner, inner circle. If, if this had happened three years later, I would have probably mm -hmm. known a lot more of what was going on behind the scenes. Um, so I, I didn't really know what was going on with him, but I know he was hard to deal with. And so maybe that's, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that that's why uh, it yeah. was. He had, he had not personal issues. They were professional issues, but it was, personal Position. you know for, compared to how me and his relationship he wasn't going to talk to me about it yeah so um and, and it was just like me and billy both kind of looked at each other like whoa we're, what are we going to do here you know and and uh and so we just did the best we could uh to do our stuff around him and let him be him and and we'll be us and you know how that how that worked out 
All right, in the match on that Raw, you go to a no contest with Goldust and Cody Rhodes. When Brock Lesnar interferes and hits the F5 on both Cody and Goldust. Looking back, the story's a little bit weird. So we know my memory of history is foggy, as is yours. Yeah. So here's what the Observer had to say. Oh, great. Les- they're not kind they're not kind to the old road dog i mean they may not be kind to a lot of things and some of what i'm I'm sorry for whatever i did to the person who writes that lesnar came out and gave both Rhodes brothers f5s Heyman explained that he gave triple h and stephanie two choices but they chose the third choice and that they weren't going to let lesnar have a match on tv so lesnar destroyed the Rhodes brothers with chair shots he killed cody with four shots actually broke a chair on gold dust okay this continues not me still the Still the blurb. (laughs) Still the blurb. (laughs) Okay, think about this logic. The heel owners won't let the heel that they signed because it was good for business to have him have a match, so he's mad and takes it out by destroying two guys that the authority didn't want in the company in the first place and only hired because they were forced to based on a stipulation. And then the longtime storyline partners of Triple H get left alone. This was bordering on WCW here. So it wasn't an instant to you it was just a Booking, slap in the yeah. face to yeah. the whole program yeah well so, and look i don't i don't disagree with that and, it, and it, you know things things happen and things change and so we'll we'll talk about that coming coming up i'm sure but but that was going to be my follow-up actually yeah, is, is this all because of punk walking out and there's a lot of sporadic and spontaneous changes taking place before the show even starts yeah i mean i think look i i'm sure i again Three years later, I would have known a lot more about the goings on behind the scenes of all of this. But um, where I was at now, I I was not privy to how much relied on punk. And so when him walking out, how much crumbled, how many dominoes fell. Uh, So I don't I'm not privy to that information. I don't I don't have it. Um, But look, these were this is a time when and and this is a a time in yesteryear when uh, it didn't have to make sense to, to the observer. It just had to make sense to Vince. And if it did, we're good to go. And, and from what I understand, that time is, is in the past and there is a new sheriff in town and the show will be run a little differently. And maybe the stories will be more uh, consistent. I think consistency is the key to success. So uh, hopefully they'll keep the stories more consistent and start to get into some long-term storytelling. Um, I think it's the sky's the limit from here, you know? I like it. The next night on SmackDown, you wrestle Cody Rhodes in a singles match and you take the loss. Did you see the (laughs) wins and losses, man? You you just you just brush right over that like it doesn't hurt, you know? (laughs) And it that hurts. hurts I don't think that one really hurts. It hurts under my left breast. I don't think that one did. (laughs) (laughs) I fought myself. I apologize. Mammogram. Yeah, go ahead. You, you you hurt based on a manogram there. Yes. All right. Co- <laughs> All right. Did you see the raw potential in Cody, especially in singles matches, compared to the tag team matches that he was a part of? So I did not. And I'm being perfectly honest with you at that time. Look, I was in a different place. I was, what, 20 something years into my wrestling career at that time. And Cody was seven or something. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I was at a different place in my career than he was at the time. I would love 
to have had the Cody that I saw at hell in the cell or whatever. I would love to have worked a program with that dude uh, because he had experience. He had gone around the world and worked with different people and learned and man, he he came back so polished. Uh, But at that time I thought, okay, he's a good tag partner with DiBiase or with, uh, you know, Aaron uh, Stevens or what, Mm -hmm. you know, Ms. Dow, whatever. And so I just, his brother, I thought they were a great tag team. And I thought yep. that would be, that would go somewhere, but I, I didn't see uh, a lot of potential in him that early. Now, when I became star, uh, part of the creative process and we uh, came up with Stardust and that was something that Cody and I came up with. Um, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was some of his best work and I thought it kind of showed he had how much range he had. Um so I know that got a lot of flack back in the dizzy. Uh, I always I, thought I loved, he, en- I I always thought he enjoyed it too. Yeah, and then yeah. you read that like it wasn't something he enjoyed, but like I actually shot a lot of stuff with Dusty and him before it ever went yeah. air too. Like for the concepts when discussing right? with you, yeah, yeah just and, trying and, to come up with with uh, what does this setting look like? What does Stardust's uh, location look like? You know what I mean? And so yeah, yeah I, I, they were on board, and and we and we did it, and I thought it was good and and i look i still think it was good um and i think we could have like stardust could have been like an intercontinental champion easy and so uh i know that's not what he was reaching for the stars and i was offering him the uh the clouds you know what i mean so so i get it i get it and i'm proud of him on raw february 3rd 2014 the infamous steel cage match between yourselves cody and gold dust oh uh, the new we're going to the quotes today. The infamous, I'm, I'm going yeah. to the well on this Let's one. Just do it. I'm just poking. I'm yeah. poking the bear today. <laughs> the New Age Outlaws beat the Rhodes brothers in 1609 in a cage match to retain the WWE tag titles. They said it was only pinfalls or submission rules. No escaping the cage to win. Lots of punk chants here. Match was fine. The big spot was Cody doing a moonsault off the top of the cage onto Road Dog. Road Dog was supposed to catch him, but he was slightly out of position, and Road Dog was able to slightly break Cody's fall, but he landed right on his shoulder. He was really lucky he wasn't seriously hurt on that one. Billy Gunn <laughs> gave Cody the famous surf for the pin. <laughs> You've told the story before about Dusty being super hot at you regarding this, but let's take yeah. that away. What did you think of that match? Look, I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was fine. I, I thought you know it it took all day to get to that, um, and it says I was supposed to you know the uh, whoever said I was supposed to catch him. I had a conversation with Cody that day. Look, that, look that's all that I remember of that day is because it was such a traumatic uh, deal about this moonsault. And so I look, I I'm not like a lucha base at the time. I'm like 45 years old and, and uh, he's young and in the prime of his career and he's going to jump off. And I said, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to catch you. Like, like, uh, you know, guys catch, like, I, I'm not that guy. I don't do that. And uh, he was like, no, you just got to put so So it happened exactly how it was supposed to happen. Um, I, I just it got, it got a bunch of heat from it. And, and the, the thing is, is for me, the finish I wanted to do was, Billy pushed me out of the way. Cody hit the ground. Billy hit him with a famouser. So me and Billy are a sound formed, you know, tag team, but he took this high risk maneuver that didn't pay off this one time and it cost him. You know what I mean? That was the finish I thought made more sense. Hitting me with the thing and then losing to Billy right there. I don't know. That just never felt right to me. 
and we have the the, the drama, the stories, and yeah. all that go along with it. Butterfingers, Brian. <laughs> Butterfingers, <laughs> McGee. But yeah, look, I was never. Uh, I did play outfield in high school, though. I was pretty, pretty good, pretty damn good catcher, and they're not catcher, uh, outfielder. And then took a good crow hop to throw in, you know, to my cutoff man. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just going into some baseball uh, nomenclature. There's just some words that I know having to do with baseball. I used Ryan, to have you were baseball saying. sound effects, but I don't have them anymore <laughs> as I look there. The next week on Raw, you're in a skit with Betty White. This oh, has got to be good for you. It was, should, it was great, yeah. Should I hear your opinions or do you want to hear Meltzer's? <laughs> no, let me hear Meltzer's first, please. The New Age Outlaws did a skit with Betty White. They were sitting down for tea. When she wasn't looking, Road Dog put Visine drops in her tea, but she was too smart for them. She told them she wanted lemon in her tea. Somehow, it took both of them to get the lemon, so they left. She then switched her cup with Billy Gunn's cup, and they all drank. So, sorry, uh, Observer Meltzer, we didn't check with your uh comedic timing there but if we since we both got up to get the lemon of course we had to it's old shtick dude <laughs> wise up and then billy drank the crap and diarrhea on himself during commentary like it was all funny Meltzer, yeah you ruin, why do you ruin everything well he's gonna ruin <laughs> some more so let's know, move forward to the match you're on commentary White, later the love of god is betty white melcher for usos ryback and axel match here we go usos beat ryback and axel in four minutes and 22 seconds they loved the time yeah, the outlaws were doing commentary there were two stories the first looked like they were pushing outlaws versus usos for a title match Ooh. on the pay-per-view makes sense do some business yeah. the other is billy was acting all sick billy was <laughs> acting all sick not saying anything and holding his stomach making weird faces whenever he was shown then when the match ended he ran to the back holding his butt like he had just shit in his pants while the <laughs> usos were making facials like it stunk this was that really bad toilet humor stuff that isn't even funny Man, do you think it's funny know. did you enjoy it? it i did enjoy it i enjoyed my time with betty white and if you can't have a little toilet humor with Betty White, then what the hell is America all about? Yeah, I yep. don't know. I thought it was good. Look, I, I don't know how many stars I'd give it, but uh, but I'm not an astrologist, so I'd just say the old Betty White and Visine. I give it Orion. Yeah, yeah. The old Betty White, Visine, and the tea trick works every, gets them every time. Betty White was a guest on the original game show Password. It's been redone, reworked, and is now back on TV. And it's a fun show. That's not a plug for the, the no, show. It's just something I've been enjoying lately. And there lately. was a Betty White connection. Who's the host of that new show? It's uh, 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 Kiki Palmer. But okay, Jimmy yeah, Fallon yeah, yeah, yeah. is the producer. Plays know, fast. It's yeah, fun. I know exactly it, what you're talking about. I've seen the uh, previews. It looks fun. It's it, it would be a fun thing. Oh, we should maybe play a couple of rounds next week yeah, here on yeah, the show. Do that. The password is throw a little graphic on the screen because <laughs> it's the best. Because like the way they say the words, it's like not just SmackDown. It's like SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vince yeah, McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should we should play it. Play it. All right. But, 
I'm off the charts right now. It's At okay. the next SmackDown taping, you die. Did I just say this? No. At the next SmackDown taping, you team with Ryback and Curtis Axel in an eight-man tag, losing effort against Cody Goldust and the Usos. Oh. You, you dealt with Ryback a lot, I'm sure, in your time in WWE. Yep. Why do you think it never worked out for him? Look, I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't know him personally. I did work with him, but not like on the road with him and stuff like that. Like I was kind of in the office and he was one of the boys. And so I got along with him uh, really well and always did and always ask him advice when I was working out or eating, trying to eat right. I would ask him uh, stuff and he was always cool to, to, to me about that. So I, I don't know what it was to tell you the truth. I th- look, I think um, there was, there was a lot of politics going on then. And, I, and I'm not going to lie to you. I think CM Punk had something to do with it. Um, like if I could just beat up on CM Punk on this whole episode, that's probably what I should do. And so that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Uh, no, but I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of politics going on ar- around him around then. And look, and, and I heard he was his own worst enemy. I don't know that for a fact because I I'm sort of freaking out my, my keister. Uh, but, but that's what I heard. So I, I don't know. Um, if and it was one of those things, outspoken and very like, like a per, if it was one of those perfect story. storm kind of things, like oh, there's politics against him. Then he said the wrong thing, and then gotcha. oh my god, now we're snowballing, and and he's gone, and and now he said some things probably that's that you don't know if you can come back from, you know. So then we also have Curtis Axel in the match, the son of Kurt Hennig. Also never really got past that initial push he had in a match with Triple yeah. H. Creative miss or just he never really found that something extra. I don't think or, or or too big of a shadow or, or yeah, any yeah. of those Look, things. I don't think so. I don't th- like I don't like the shadow thing, and that's for me being a second generation wrestler. No, no matter how good your father was, or no matter how good your family members are, you can still stand in your own, uh, you know, in your own space and, and own that. And so, I think he was a great talent. I don't think it was a missed opportunity. I think he got. Uh, you know, he had an opportunity to 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 spread his wings a little bit and fly. Had and maybe, some success maybe, with the B team uh, with, yeah, with Bo. Yeah, with Bo. And look, Bo, Bo, Bo's another one we could talk about. But uh, but I love Curtis Axel. I love Joe. I love uh, his wife and, and children and, and all, all that. So dog tried to murder a golden girl. What? No, I didn't. <laughs> I I just wanted her to have diarrhea. Like I didn't I didn't want her to die. But like, I mean, look, if she did, I never thought about that. that and passed away that would have it would have been terrible i would have hopped i I mean uh, i felt horrible about that um okay cool (laughs) we're we're just off we're just off on crazy yeah i love it i love it i I I love reading the private chat yeah just keep rolling dog you're doing house shows this is our show we do whatever the flip we want to yeah you're doing house shows against the usos and the real americans cesaro and jack swagger claudio castagnoli and jack hager what did you think of the gimmick with zeb coulter dutch and your thoughts on the two former wwe talents now plying their trade in a dub so i have seen uh what's his jake hager is that his real name jack, yeah jack uh, jake so, so, yeah 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 is it jake or jack <laughs> jack Listen, now I'm confused. Listen, I, I had no doubt in saying Jack, but like I feel like Jake is right. Jake Hager. I'm going to call him Jake Hager, aka Jack Swagger, and I'm going to say that every Sounds time. Sounds good. Um, so anyway, with Jake Hager, aka Jack Swagger, um, he is a big, huge, raw boned 
uh, athletic son of a gun, like shooter, uh, for real. So I didn't want any part of him. Um, there's a funny part when I came back in the rumble where I did my stuff with Miz and Cody, thankful for those guys for letting me do my stuff. Bing, bang, boom. I turn around and there's Jack Swagger and I just go, no, 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 no. no. And I just back off and put my head under the ropes and like hid from him. Um, as so, but I thought he was great. I thought he had some great, uh, uh, flag matches and stuff like that with Rusev when we were building Rusev. I thought he played a major part in building Rusev as a huge heel um, that that year. Um, and, and then as far as, you know, Cesaro goes, Claudio goes, what what's not to love about Claudio? Like a- everybody loves Claudio. You can't say a bad word about him because the, the guy didn't have an evil bone in his body. And what what a great man, what a great father he's going to be. And, and he's one of the best wrestlers going today like you could argue that he that his promo needs work or whatever but you're just nitpicking you're just pointing out a negative you know what i mean like the guy uh it's not like he can't speak he can cut a promo you could do stylized promos with him uh packages backstage if you if you want if you need if you think you need to um but as far as his in-ring ability nobody i don't think anybody hangs with him and I'm dead serious. I don't think Daniel Bryan hangs with him. I know Punk don't hang with him. Punk couldn't hang with him on his best day. Am I still beating up Punk? I should stop that. Uh, this I should let uh, uh, Cowboy Crap do that for me. <laughs> yes. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hangman. All right, here we yeah, go. We're, yeah. we're on the road to WrestleMania, and things are getting hard for the New Age Outlaws. Ooh. But talking about hard things, it must <laughs> mean it's time to, to thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, confidence can take you far in life, and it can also help in the bedroom, especially when it oh. comes time to step up the plate. That's oh. where Blue Chew comes ah. in. Steve, oh. they don't like you zooming like that. No, they like you zoom like that. Blue um, Chew you can me is like a, that. I'm kidding, Steve. You do your thing. You do you, baby. Blue Chew zoom, is unique zoom. online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. But nothing's gonna be discreet about your package. If your pecker isn't pecking and you need some assistance, but you're feeling too embarrassed, so you stop with resistance. Well, we've got a deal for you that will help in this instance to get your pecker pumped and pecking with some persistence. Our show is here to help your horny, hungry, hearty hog. So hit up BlueChew.com and use promo code DOG. If you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code DOG at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code DOG to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we 
thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you, Blue Chew. Boy, I don't. You I need, a I need a cigarette, don't you? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I may need a, a sip of water myself. That was a good one. <laughs> I didn't know you drank water like a squirrel. <laughs> that does, that's good. Excuse water. me. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> this water. This water tastes funny. Like pine needles in it. All right, Raw on the 17th of February is in Denver, and Jay Pen oh, Billy. Mile high. Well, you and just well, you and Jimmy were on commentary. Uh, Jay Uso pins Billy Gunn in three minutes twenty two seconds with the schoolboy oh. crowd was dead. Oh. Nothing happening. Match. Lots of CM Punk chants. Jimmy yeah. Uso and Road Dog were doing commentary. Road Dog was too quick talking for him. Jimmy talked about how he and his brother were little kids. The New Age Outlaws were their favorite team. At the end, Jimmy super kicked Road Dog when he tries to interfere, and Jay drove uh, dove on both outlaws. I I, I probably Sounds didn't. Sounds exciting. To <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. No, it wasn't. The crowd was dead. <laughs> You heard the guy. It was boring. You sucked. (laughs) You talked too fast. No one cared or understood. You couldn't make a connection. Come on. Put him up. Put him up, even. You could see the raw talent of the Usos, and here we are eight years later, and they've finally taken control of the top spot as the top tag team in WWE. Do you think something was missing then, or was this just a matter of time, seasoning, and experience and they had the raw foundation and tools already. I tell you what, and this is the truth. All you have to be is Samoan, uh, because <laughs> because there is not there is not one that isn't good in the ring. And I worked on the Flair show with Jacob Fatu. Uh, his father was actually my brother's uh, first partner in in mm. uh, in Alabama, and ta- he taught me how to break dance or how to pop and lock. Anyway, um, or he didn't teach me all he knew. He just teach me could do uh but but like they, they all can work and so and i don't mean to sound racist if i say they all but but like all the the samoans can can wrestle and and so these kids were the same way they they had they were unique and different and because they were young uh it, they can get away with it and now some of that stuff is their signature stuff and i'm talking about like the go down to a knee and get the big uppercut and stuff like that but look their kicks to the stomach and then super kicks and all that stuff was so, I don't know. It just felt like it was so new and and fresh. And now some of it is their signature stuff, but yeah, you could tell already these cats are going to be good. And that that was, look, that was the whole idea was to, to put the titles back on us so we could put it on them and, and begin their path. And again, I didn't say that because I don't think we, those kids were stars uh, in the, in the making. So uh, that was the idea anyway, creatively to do it that way at elimination chamber on february 23rd 2014 minneapolis the outlaws defeated the usos uh outlaws retained tag titles over the usos road dog hip tossed jay into the corner and he took a weird looking bump and sold like he tore his hamstring charles robinson looked like he got scared when he saw it jimmy used a samoan drop on gun and then dove over the top onto road dog gun clothesline jimmy on the floor jimmy 
later dove over the top on Road Dog. Their heads collided on the dive, which looked like no fun. Jimmy superkick Gun for a near fall, then superkick Road Dog, which allowed Gun to sneak up from behind and schoolboy him for the win. What do you think you got on the star rating here, Doug? I, I look, I don't know, but at least he sounded seemed, good there. Yeah, sounded good. Maybe you just read it differently. With no, excitement, but, but look, I do think I do think there some of that stuff we did was really good. Like with those guys, they they did a lot of those cool dives. We did uh, hit each other's heads on a few times on a few dives because I'm not used to catching guys diving. That's not uh, that's not what I do. You know what I mean? That's not what I did. So, you got fifty percent on the star meters. You got two. Uh, I like two I take and a half that star. back. No, I'm. I, I my eyes were, were were not focusing through my life. You got two and a quarter, dog. Less okay. than that. Okay. Well, no, that's look. I'll take that because You'll it sounds two. like it sounds like some of the other stuff he's watched of ours uh, doesn't even get a star. So I'll take the two and a quarter. Thank you, oh oh, gifted Meltzer one. This this is like the oddest episode I've had with you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's the same thing. If you if you go by the observer, this is the you know what I mean. This is what we're and look, I, I kudos to them, and I'm having a good time with it and all that. But kudos to those guys for what they do because they have this information. You know what I mean? Like I don't remember this crap. I I do watch it back, watch the clip sometimes. Uh, go through the notes and go, Oh yeah, that jars my memory. And I, and then I can think of a story around that, but man, thank goodness for those guys doing that, doing that uh, research or we wouldn't, we wouldn't know what we were talking about here. Absolutely. So so just, just joking around uncle Dave, just having a good time here. You too, punk. I don't mean nothing. I don't mean nothing by, you know, we don't haven't always seen eye to eye. Were you surprised to have defeated them on pay-per-view or did you th- or, or you knew this was all building to a blow off at WrestleMania or, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we knew it was building to something bigger or uh, perceived to be bigger at the time creatively to, to win to win to christen them the new WWE tag team champions of the world. This WrestleMania was the first to be aired on the WWE Network, along with pay-per-view, which meant that you could order the same service for $9.99 in America and get to the pay-per-view for which they're normally charging $60. Right. There's been a lot of talk about this in later years, but back then, what did this mean to the talent? Was the pay structured differently as everyone would always talk about their WrestleMania payoffs? And now the pay-per-view buys were going to be weighed down. Was there a lot of talk about that? Or was it just excitement of something new? Or at that point, it was just confusion in the unknown of something new? Yeah. No, look, I do think it was excitement of something new. I don't think uh, anybody was worried. Look, WWE has always, as long as I've been around since 95, always paid people accordingly. Um, Some people say, Hey, I don't, I don't feel that's fair. And they renegotiate a, a, an offer or something, or they get told no, we feel like that's fair for where you were on the card and all that. They've always paid. Well, if you're making them money, they're paying you money. It's always been like that. So I don't think that anybody was worried about, Oh, now we're not going to get a payday. Um, the real thought was this is the future. And this is, and think about it, man, Vince was ahead of all that stuff. Like he, you know, he had a, uh, this network up and going before they knew how to run a network. Uh, so that was pretty obvious early on. Uh, but, but they worked out the kinks really quick and he was a way out ahead of a lot of people who are now all of a sudden trying to do this very same thing. Um, 
And so, look, he's always made wise business decisions. This was just another one. You know, he saw the way of the future and he and he went that way. Things are heating up and talent is getting hot. So let's cool it down and get chill with Chili Sleep, a sponsor of this podcast that I truly love. Science tells us that the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering core body temperature. You know, temperature-controlled sleep repairs muscle after a hard day's work and improves cognitive function, so you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. I'm going to try to be even more calm for you. Chili Sleep makes customizable climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili Sleep makes the Uller and Cube Sleep Systems. The Uller, I got the Uller. Hydro-powered temperature control. I always want to be like, hydro! It's it's like grease lightning (laughs) right there. hydro Temperature-controlled <laughs> mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. It's like a miniature waterbed. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Blue Chew gives you confidence and energy <laughs> right. to power through your day, too. Dude, I mean, it's yeah. amazing how much I'll confidence and energy you we should all be having too. if you buy these products. Products, that's all. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili Sleep can help make that happen. And for an extra layer of comfort, they also make the Chili Blanket, the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. I've been traveling a bunch again. I got excited there, and then I'm like, yeah, oh, I got to bring okay. the tone down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been traveling a bunch again, which means I don't have my chilly sleep, which oh. means I'm struggling to get good sleep. But I get home, and boom, sleeping like a baby. When I was sick, it kept me from sweating through my sheets. When I'm healthy, it keeps me calm, cool, and comfortable. I love my chilly sleep and think everyone should have one. A big old snoring baby. As cool as Christmas. Head over to chillysleep.com slash dog to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new Cube or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for Oh You Didn't Know It Road Dog listeners and only for a limited time. That's chilly, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com, S-L-E-E-P-D-O-T, I'm just kidding, slash dog <laughs> to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Chillysleep.com slash dog, wake up refreshed every day. Take the leap, go to chilly sleep. Oh, that's painful. boom. <laughs> Maybe we should read it again hey, with the new jingle. So it's it's not. I said a mini waterbed that gives the false impression. <laughs> it's like a it, but the water does go through that thing that yeah. cools it, and yeah. so you are sleeping on somewhat of cool running water. Granted, thin <laughs> wires of cool <laughs> thin yeah, tubes yes, yes, of, yes. Of, of of water. Yes, but you are technically laying on cold water. It's the best. So I saw, so I I was shilling the product a little bit on Facebook. I saw, I actually saw someone post about it and they were like, oh, my mom just got me a chili sleep for my birthday. And I, or, or, or it was, is getting a chili sleep for my birthday. And I left in the comments, Hey, use promo code dog for 30% (laughs) off. And and they responded back and they were like, that's exactly what we're using. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And we'll be helping people, uh, let us know because yeah. it, it, it's it's awesome. It's my favorite. 
I love it. I don't. I don't mind it. I'll be that quite <laughs> honest with you. I don't mind it. I, I love uh, coming back home, like you said, when you get back home and you go like, oh god, I, I wish it was more travel friendly. You know what I mean? And that's not a negative because chilly sleep up. travel version. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's how's that, go. How's that work? All right. The authority is the main storyline at the time with you and Billy's history with Hunter. Did you think at some point you were going to be a part of that? Um. Yeah. I mean, look, it was, it was inevitable. You no, know, he needed some henchmen. He had, he was going to go up against Brock. And so he needed us and, and it all just kind of worked out uh, to where I think it was beneficial for several different stories. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was fun and, and we had a good time during that. But like I said earlier, this was the time where it was like, okay, I'm an old dude who's supposed to be working backstage, not having matches with 20 year olds on national television. Um, so that's probably so, going to lead to this coming up. So yeah, the yeah, night probably. after elimination chamber, you're in green Bay for raw Usos beat the new age outlaws in a minute and 14 bell rings. Road dog does his intro. Jay super kicks him. Jimmy does a tope on gun. Jay splashes road dog off the top. Bing, bang, boom. We're out of there. It's over. Sets up a tag team title match. Jay crotch chopped on his way down when doing the splash. Oh, see, they were cool already. This seems odd. That sounds awesome. Right. So, so, but you just defeated them in eight minutes on pay-per-view the night before only to lose in that minute real quick in the non-title match. Was there something going on that was, that was having to push a story or was it really just to build some anger? Like they were coming back aggressive after the loss. Yeah, I, I guess I think that's what it was. And I look, I don't remember to be quite honest with you, but I can to, to hear that. Uh, those, but I, look, they did come back, and and as soon as I started to say my thing, I do remember that. Now they just kind of bing, bang, boom, and beat us, uh, and it was like holy crap. And yeah, it was, uh, it was how do we get, how do we get how do we tell you know get some fire under this story? How do we we cheat to beat them on the pay per view? Mm-hmm. They come back mad, and so, so yeah, that makes sense if that's the way it happened. I'm just selling it to myself now. At SmackDown, the Outlaws would team with Kane in a losing six-man against Daniel Bryan and the Usos. Mm. Was this the first time in the ring with Daniel Bryan for you? And what did you think? Yeah, he was stiff. <laughs> he just hit and kicked me real hard. Like, look, you don't have to if kick me that hard, dude. That's not what no, you meant. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> totally different. Totally different kind of stiff. Um, but... Uh, but like, yeah, he was just kicked me really hard. And I was like, ow, don't do that. Dude. Uh, I'm going to slap my leg when I hit you. So don't kick me all hard. I, uh, I, saw but- a, I saw a meme the other day that made me laugh out loud. It was if Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia become a tag team, they'll be Daniel Bryan. <laughs> There's a, hey, they had a heck of a match. I'll tell you what, those two beat the fire out of each other. And if that's what you're into, you were dang sure into that one. Uh, because that's that's uh, just good old pro wrestling. Garcia's grown on me a lot. I feel yeah. like even with his, with his vibe, there, there's, a, there's a realness and authenticity to him yeah. that makes me believe him. I don't know if I saw it at first in the last couple months. Like, I keep like saying to myself, I don't like him. And then I'm like, yeah, no, I, yeah. I keep making but, comments but look, as if I don't. And I do. He's, got, he's guys like him whose work 
get them over. You know what I mean? It's like you don't because you don't see it as a character or as a as a larger than life, uh, you know, coming off my jumping off the screen at me. He's not that guy, but his work gets him over. And look, you could say that for a lot of people now, but uh, he's got a he's got a strong work ethic and he works hard. I'd also say he just he just looks like a kid who would get into a bunch of fights. Yeah, yes, he's he, he's not cosplaying wrestling. Like I believe this <laughs> yes. guy is a fighter this at that will, point. Will shoot on you in the friggin' Texaco. Yeah, and I and I love the I love that fact about him. Um, he I also reps Kangos. Like so, I like it. Kangos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is he is old school cool. You and Billy. Are where's he, where's he from? Where's that kid from? Uh, I'm not Garcia. positive. I do remember is his tryout. I Let's guarantee see. you, one of these uh, cats get a little... on here. On the, on he's the from Buffalo. Show. He's from Buffalo, New York. Oh, all right. Good. A little house I don't know sauce, if you knew this, know this or not, but yeah, they make a good chicken wing. Oh, I didn't yeah. know chickens had wings. Yeah. yeah, 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 little bitty ones or big ones. I think it's. I'm not sure. Maybe baby chickens. I mean, now I'm going to go on another tangent. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you <laughs> no, and Billy no, keep also. Going. <laughs> It's about, it would be about veganism. No one yeah, would care yeah, at that sorry. point. But I did have buffalo cauliflower yesterday. Oh, you and, and Billy. <laughs> that's good too. My wife eats that. Uh, <coughs> but, but I don't. Billy and I were doing but something. You and Billy head to NXT and work in a dark match at Full Sail in mm-hmm. a big win over Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger, yeah, now known win. as Sean Spears <laughs> in AEW. What do you remember about this huge monumental moment of your career? So let me tell you the only thing I remember was uh, Sean Spears did a move where he would snap marry you and like put your head on the mat and then jump up in the air and stomp you in the side of the head. And that was all fine and dandy until like, you know, you can't sell anywhere. Like your head's on the mat. You jump up in the air and stomp my head. There's nothing I can do. So stomping my head really hard is not ideal. Uh, so he stomped my head really hard. Um, I popped right up because it made me really mad. Uh, he turned around and was excited and was uh, surprised slash excited to see that I was standing there. I hit him with about six rapid fire punches back to the buckle and just shot him in the opposite turnbuckle and said, give me a big boot. And so when he came back, he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said, well, dude, I, I got no problem with you, you know. If you're gonna hit me hard, at least let me sell it. I got I can't sell that. You know what yeah, I mean? I can't make him look at nothing. I can, yeah, it doesn't. It just hurts me and does <laughs> it literally physically hurts me. And so that's literally all I remember. That Jason Jordan was smooth as butter. Um, him and Gable, man, they were a, what a great tag team. Uh, but yeah, Jason Jordan can't say enough good stuff about him. Uh, he's doing great too. Uh, yeah with a great role in the WWE. Um, but yeah, so uh, who was the other one? Uh, yeah, Sean Spears. Sean, great worker. Like a great worker. Um, we literally, one of my fondest memories of Sean Spears is when we were writing SmackDown and we literally had, uh, had uh, like Shinsuke Nakamura was going to do a, uh, uh, last man standing and he was like I will count to 10 and then we made a match by literally having Sean Spears tweet out did I hear someone say 10 <laughs> that was that was the backstory to get to the match with, with Shinsuke and I thought like oh man we were phoning that one in but it was like they had a great match and I appreciate that 
On Raw in Chicago, March 3rd, the infamous Raw where the fans tried to take it over with CM Punk chants. Usos beat the Outlaws to win the tag titles. Road Dog got early heat saying Chicago was not worthy of hearing his catchphrases. Oh, that's heat. Good match. Crowd was hot for this, especially the finish. Jimmy did a tope on Road Dog and Jay super cucked. Uh, super, see, you got super cucked. <laughs> you got super cucked. And that show, you'll charge you extra for that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Jay super kicked gun and hit the super fly splash for the pin. Uh, we were going to show it to you, but apparently we're not. Think, I don't think we need to. I envision that exactly. Top rope dive, super cut the gun. Uh, here comes the big Jimmy Superfly snook up. Spliz, uh, uno dos tres. Holmes, it's easy. This is what was always intended. Give you you guys got the titles to put them over, give them a boost, or was there a hot shot in the program? Or this is this is the flow right now. This is. I mean, this is just the flow. And look, did you get hurt in this match? Actually, um, back injury. No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't in this match. It was like before that, uh, later in the week or something. I, you know, I'm old. Like I said, my back went out. (laughs) Uh, It went out a minute ago when I was reaching in the refrigerator studio uh just because i'm old and fat you know what i mean no core exercises <laughs> anyway anyway i'll beat myself up later on my own time or i'll have my wife do it <laughs> <laughs> in a match for main event the usos defeated los matadores oh. who, who subbed for you two uh, the outlaws mm-hmm. while you did commentary because of this injury Yes. All right. So main event. Let's let's bring us back. Main event was supposed to be Usos defending against the Outlaws in their rematch. They brought out Los Matadors to be the Usos' foes. It looked like the setup for an Outlaws attack under normal circumstances. Right. But, but then there was a curveball at you. Yeah. But when when there was post match stuff involving Torito, he did everything with gun and road dog, never touched anyone. Jimmy pinned Fernando in 940 with the splash off the top. Gun made fun of Torito after, which led to Torito giving him a hurricane rana after Los Matadores held a gun in the air. Like they would do a double back suplex and Torito did a springboard gore with his horns into Gun's groin. Oh. Uh, so so one, Torito was awesome. That he dude was, was the, the best. man. The man. What a what a little entertainer. I don't mean little, I'm sorry. Yeah, I no, that. It, but uh, like that, that man, he would make you so mad because like he can do all that crap and, and I can't do any of it. So so ready um, here, fun story. Yeah, he please. used to be in promo class at the performance center no with way. Dusty. So like he would have to every single week come up with with, with funny, interesting skits in, in English. Yeah. And, and, wow. and he would do he, he would struggle through English or do Spanish with a yeah. couple of English yeah. sentences. But every time charismatic, and this was without a mask most of the time, yeah. Yeah. charismatic, entertaining, charming, like he had yeah. it all. The yeah. dude was- He was a little, and that's why I don't understand why he was like in a hood. He was like a little player. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like a little hustler. Um, and he was a good looking little dude too. I, I feel like, like I, I could be right wrong. Now. I feel like he did a bit with Alexa Bliss where he was like a doll. And then he's like, I'm not a doll. I am a man. <laughs> it, like, it, 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 Some of those it, things are great. They should. They should be put uh, out. There was amazing the stuff, WWE but I, I, I won't forget he was in promo class, and that yeah, dude was a superstar yeah, worldwide. He was crazy. Yeah, my back. Look, my back was bad. <laughs> yes, I mean, 
met probably not medically cleared at that point if yeah, you're kind I, of in there it, but it, not it touching someone it wasn't, since it's a small of the back like it's uh you, you know your lower back pain is kind of you doctors usually say hey go with what you can go and i said well i can't go tonight i'm not going to do that so so it wasn't a medically clear thing it was it was me saying i'm not going to go out there and and do this and and because it'll be crappy you know what i mean i couldn't i couldn't walk walk good and so um or walk well i should say since you're a vegan um okay anyway <laughs> well talking about rough shape and being in rough shape uh if you've got a car in rough shape oh. take a listen to this offer from car shield who can help you save money on repairs no matter how many miles you currently have on your car car shield's the number one auto protection company in the u.s and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed with CarShield. If and when you need a repair, you choose the mechanic, CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headache. You're taken care You're of. You're taken care of. That, those words right there. Uh cannot ring out loud enough you're taken care of wow. same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road because plans through car shield also include coast to coast, coast to coast roadside, roadside assistance. assistance car shield administrators we, we do car shield administrators are there for you with rental car options too. trip reimbursement at no extra cost as well you can get coverage today you'll lock in your price now and it will never go up that means as long as you own your car no matter how old it is you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle car shield helps protect mine and dog's wallet from expensive car repairs and they'll do the same for you go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever car shield's not just for life it's forever, forever. that's carshield.com slash podcast i'm having trouble with these end of phrases First day with your new teeth. That's carshield.com slash podcast, and a deductible may apply. I didn't do my vocal exercises today. How, I, how do you do those? You I took it for granted. I go, buggy baby buggy, rubber baby buggy bumper. Is that it? Rubber baby buggy bumper, rubber baby buggy, like something like that. I didn't do them today. I do a lot of these. Yeah, that's pretty good. And that you could like... <laughs> yeah, like rub the sinuses out a little bit. Yes, I this would suggest is, a Sudafed. I don't know. This, this is just a ridiculous episode of. Yeah, I oh, love you it, didn't though. know episode over. number twenty. We're talking we WrestleMania crazy. thirty, mm. March tenth. But it's like, but we haven't been talking WrestleMania at all. At all, you've <laughs> talked about everything but WrestleMania. Well, we're getting to WrestleMania. We're, we're on the get road there. too. March 10th, Raw in Memphis is where Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement take over the show. Mm -hmm. And Triple H accepts for a match with Bryan at Mania. And that if Bryan wins, he's added to the scheduled Orton versus Batista title match. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the change? And what do you remember about how the shift in creative takes place? And what were Hunter, Randy, and Dave's thoughts on this? Let's just, what do you remember of this whole thing? Because this was a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. It will look, it was inevitable. You had to, if you were going to listen to the people at all, 
Um, and, and look, it was by design. You see, we orchestrated that uh, huge uh, takeover, that picture there that you see. Hmm. And what it is, is that Memphis Coliseum and, and the shirt, uh, excuse me, in the ring and the bowl are full of people with that Yes Movement shirt on. Um, and I remember that was Vince's idea to do that. And I remember saying to him, sir, you can't do that. You're going to let just fans get in the, and they were like, no, we're going to get. And so it was all, it was some fans and it was, but it was people from backstage, the cooks in catering to some of the writers were in there. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody was in there. So, but like, that was a crazy moment. So it was, it was presented in a way where, you know, even, even we were pushing it and, and pushing it in a direction to where you kind of got to put this guy in the, in the match. Um, I, I wonder looking backwards, if it was, if it was, uh, wrong to, to put him over in the match. Uh, but well, we can talk about that. You know what I mean? That's sure, just so philosophy. And well, yeah. Well, and then I just think about all the criticism of when this was being built. It there was so much negativity that WWE was ignoring the crowd response. Yeah. yeah. When in the end, this is generally a master plan, and part of what the long term genius of Vince was yeah. was being able to bring these emotions out of the crowd. Was it not? Yeah, hundred percent. And and look, that it's not that we didn't hear them, and we didn't. Then I'm not saying Daniel wasn't over, and then we decided to push it in a way to make him against the authority. But man, what a better underdog, right? It was it was not Stone Cold, the the the, the total you know a double hockey stick kicker. Uh, it, it was the underdog, and now the authority has got their thumb on this guy who we all love and we all want to win, or we all want to. We want to cheer with him on the on the on the road to victory. Um, it's just when that victory occurs, it's not as fun anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's funner to cheer for the guy on the path than it is to cheer for the guy on top of the mountain. You know what I mean? Going back to your program, the Outlaws and Usos, which had been built up since the title change, no rematch because of your injury. That match was dropped, and it now looks like the Outlaws are going to replace the Shield as the henchman for the Authority. Ooh. Was it the injury that forced a what creative a, change? What a horrible decision by the Authority <laughs> to get like me and Billy to, <laughs> to be their henchman. Like, oh, this is not going to go well at all. That one guy is old. Did you think it was the right time to turn the shield or just part of the domino effect of punk walking out? Yeah, I look, that probably was part of the domino effect of punk walking out. Like you lose a top baby face like that. You got to fill that void. And I, again, I wasn't in on the planning of all that, but I guarantee you that, uh, that change, that creative direction change was because of punk. March 24th, 2014 in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Kane and the Outlaws come out in suits and ties. Oh, yes. Suits and ties, dog. Suits and ties. I I think in the last many years, you don't generally put on the suit and ties. No, I went today and bought a suit and... Sure, yeah. yeah i did the other day i bought a couple so i'm i'm uh, i can't fit into the ones i used to wear oh, so i have to buy a whole new wardrobe um oh there it yeah, is there it is there it is and the one guy well, hey, I, looking good yeah no i was thin too billy needed some tailoring on that suit this is a little wide 
Billy Bush, <laughs> I, you know, I can, all I can do is drag him along. <laughs> he Billy looked good in a burlap sack. What are you talking about? Uh, but but look, I, that, I remember, never forget that night, that picture you just showed. We were standing up there, and one of the uh, one of the crowd members said, "Your pants don't even match your jacket." <laughs> and I said, "It's a sports coat, dumbass." <laughs> I remember Kane started laughing so hard uh, and he almost broke character. But like, I never, I never forget, like I'm wearing slacks and a sports coat, dude. It's not a suit. Um, anyway, that was a funny story. I it was. Weird, I remember, I remember weird, weird things. I like uh, clothing humor. Yeah. Good clothing humor. It's announced it's that it would be a six man taken on the shield. Are you excited to work with the shield? Yes. Uh, I was very excited with them and, uh, I don't know if it was right prior to this or uh, after this, but we worked with those guys a ton uh, overseas. And so we literally got to work with them probably 15 right. nights in a row. You know what I mean? With the shield in six men uh, tag matches where we had Randy or Seamus or different guys. Uh, so yeah, we could throw was- a little bubble up of one of those past episodes. I don't remember what number it was, but we talked extensively about it. Let's put a little watch here for more about that. Okay. Encounter. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, because that was a, that was a great, those was overseas tours. Um, and again, I'm, I'm wanting to say it was right before, or right after mania. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, so yeah, I was excited to work with those guys. I knew how good they were. I knew they could cover up for how old and out of shape and, and no good I was. Uh, and, and, and so, and I knew they, I liked the guys and they liked me. We had, we had a mutual respect, uh, to, to this day, we still have that same mutual respect um, for me and all, all three of those guys in the shield. Sorry, I just got a text. Hi, I'm Larissa. Are you Anisha? Nope, not me. Oh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. That was for me. That's I go by the Anisha in my let's go. Let's go ahead. On the go home <laughs> raw from D.C., Kane defeated Reigns via DQ when the shield got involved and then the outlaws run in. Were yes. you still hurting at this point, or is your body getting the the? the yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting better. And look, th- throughout that time too, I'm doing things that I never did when I was originally the road dog. You know what I mean? Like icing and and heating my back and doing. So I was taking care of myself because I was kind of under uh, orders. You know what I mean? Like I had to. Uh, normally back in the day, I would have just rub some dirt on it and taken some pills and got back in there. But at this point. I was smart enough to go, oh, they, they're telling me this will work. I should probably listen to them. Before we get to the Mania match, what can you tell us about your thoughts on each individual guy then and now? So let's 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 go with Dean Ambrose, okay. John Moxley. Uh, what do you think of his style and ring? What do you think of the vibe? And where do you think where he's at now and all of these things combined? So, so, yeah, look, I'm a huge Dean Ambrose fan, John Moxley fan. I always have been. But one of the biggest things, and I'll always remember it, and I say this a lot because I do, like – I think it was when the shield and corporate Kane were putting the wood to him backstage mm-hmm. and they're just stomping a mud hole in him and they come up with the camera comes up and he, and, and they stop for a second. And Dean Ambrose just looks up and says, is that all you got? <laughs> and they just continue to beat the crap out of him. But I always thought that's the coolest guy in the room right there. You know what I mean? And I always did think he was kind of like a really cool dude. He was a little standoffish and a little, uh, out there when you talk to him, but he was always like, cool. He was always seemed to be in a, in a good space in his head. Um, but look, I think he, tra- he 
from what he represented then, he has, uh, you know, transformed into exactly what that character would look like after a maturation period. You know what I mean? Like John Moxley uh, is exactly what that guy would look like now. You know what I mean? That's how I feel anyway. Uh, I'm a fan of his work now. I think he, I think he works hard and I think he tries really hard and he's great at cutting promos, man. He can remember every line, every word you write down or he can go out there and freestyle. Mm -hmm. And so he was a guy that I would trust with the microphone uh, on live television for sure. How about Seth Rollins? Seth freaking Rollins, man. He was the, he was the, uh, you know, not, not, they called him the architect because he was great at putting matches together, but he, he also, uh, you know, got, got that name creatively, uh, got the moniker as, uh, because he was, you know, or, or orchestrated the, the demise and all that stuff of, of the shield. Um, but he could always really work really well. Like his timing was really good. His, his, he didn't hurt you. He was always right where he needed to be, uh, when he needed to be there. Always knew Seth Rollins was going to be a major league player um, once he got to to uh, the main roster. I, I feel like he grew up a lot in NXT. Mm -hmm. Once he got to the main roster, he was ready to rock and roll. And again, to this day, he is nothing like I thought he would be. I think his character has evolved uh, in ways that I never imagined. Yeah. And I think he's doing some of his best work right now Thank as you. a great heel character. Uh it makes me want to see him on TV. You yeah, know what I mean? Super charismatic, makes, super yeah, entertaining, he, larger than life. What's he going to be wearing? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, holy crap, I'm worried. I'm a 53-year-old man from Georgia who's worried about what Seth freaking Rollins is going to wear on TV this Monday or, or Friday. And I think that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Tribal chief, will you acknowledge him? Holy mackerel, will I ever. What a beautiful man with a head full <laughs> of beautiful hair. I mean, just put some extra conditioner in there. And, you know, I mean, what were we talking about again? We're talking about See? his beautiful yes. hair. We're talking about yes. his his locks, his looks. Yeah, so, so look, look. His masculinity. He is, he is, he is masculine. That's for sure. Like he, I will acknowledge the tribal chief dude. Roman was a star from the get go. He carried himself that way. He, he still does to this day. Um, there was something special about him. Uh, and, and it was almost just the way he carried himself, but, but he's continuing to grow uh, as a, as a main event player, as the main event player, I think he said, um, but man, he, he's just like, any of the other ones, a great worker. And now he just hones his skills. And man, I think he's, I think he's anybody that hates on him now is just a hater because if he hadn't earned your respect by now, I think you're just being disingenuous, uh, disingenuous. I'm a huge fan of Roman Reigns. Talking about main event players and top guys. Let's talk about the top guys in grilling and Whoa. also sponsors of this podcast, Rectech. Dog, you're a fan of Rectech and their wood pellet grills, right? Can you tell you, us about Rectech? You ain't lying. Let me tell you about Rectech. An amazing company that offers wood pellet grills fueled by all natural hardwood pellets, along with other outdoor lifestyle products, such as coolers, apparel, grill accessories, and more. Look, with grills ranging from $399 to $3,000, Rectech has grills for every lifestyle and every budget, with a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. Their factory direct pricing eliminates the middleman and all grills ship free. Plus, 
All Rectech pellet grills are made with high-quality stainless steel and are built to last a lifetime. The RT700 comes with a 40-pound pellet hopper. 702 square inches of cooking space, the PID Wi-Fi controller, and a six-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. You can bake, smoke, sear, grill, and even dehydrate on the grill, all with the push of a button. And that's why those in the know choose Rectech. So it's time to toss that tasteless gas grill, messy charcoal grill, or even that overhyped brand name grill aside and join an elite wood pellet grilling family. By focusing on flavor, convenience, and versatility, Rectech sets the new standard in grilling. Visit Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Use the code BJAMES to get 5% off site-wide. That's 5% off their top-notch wood pellet grills, one-of-a-kind Rectech icer coolers, chef-tested rubs and sauces, accessories, merchandise, everything at 5% off. That's Rectech.com and use the code BJAMES. The night before Mania, obviously, the Hall of Fame took place. Inducted that night were Mr. T by Gene Okerlund, Razor Ramon by Kevin Nash, Carlos Colon by his sons, Carlito, Eddie, and Orlando, Paul Bearer represented by his sons and inducted by Kane, Lita by Trish Stratus, Jake Roberts by Diamond Dallas Page, and finally the Ultimate Warrior inducted by Linda McMahon. What did you think of all those inductions, and were they all Hall of Fame worthy in your opinion? Well, look, that's debatable. And, and I think you're going to run into that every year where you're going to have to, you got to fill these, you got to fill these uh, seats in these arenas, but also you got to fill out the, uh, the field, right? The field of hall of famers. And so you're going to have some people that people go like, Oh, I don't think that dude should have been in there or whatever. So looking at this, at that class right there, all hall of famers in, yes, in the world stacked. of professional wrestling, no two ways about it. Every one of those guys, uh, is a, is a, you know, first ballot hall of famer. Um, and so look, I think the, the highlight that came out of that night was Mr. T's speech. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm not sure if I actually went to this one or not. I think I tried to skip this one. If I, if I could, uh, probably sold my back or something, told him I needed to ice my back or something. Oh yeah. You uh, can't be sitting in that position for four yeah, hours yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, look, and, and truth be told, they're, they're not fun to sit through. Like if you're, I don't know. I, they're not fun to for me to sit through. I guess if I was a fan of all those, like if I'm not working the next day and if I don't have to write the show the following day and do, you know what I mean? Like whatever. I guess it would be fun, but like, I don't know. It's, it's sometimes they get long and they get boring. And, and my dad, I'll never forget when we, indo- uh, in, in inducted, inducted. I want to say indoctrinated when we indoctrinated my father. Uh, no, when we inducted my father into the hall of fame, he said, look short and sweet, let's get out of here. And that's, and I'll never forget that. And I thought, okay, I can do that, that I can do, you know what I mean? Like the, and so, so I just thought, you know, you don't have to thank everybody in the world. Everybody will understand. <laughs> oh, I forgot to thank, you know, my, my, the seamstress or whatever. Like, I'm sorry, but I'll thank you in person or with my money. How about that? I'll thank you with that. Um, and so like, you just knock them out. It's not fun to sit through all that. 
<laughs> this that's show just my, is just my take, man. I'm sorry. This show, we're so full of positivity today. <laughs> this show is live in New Orleans, in New, I, I, live in New Orleans at New the Orleans. Superdome, and you're backstage for the whole Hulk Hogan, Rock, and Steve Austin promo. Did oh, you hear yeah. it live when Hogan messed up the name of the building, or were you just <laughs> like, were you? In so, the- I, I did not hear it live. I was, I was. Uh, well, look, here's the trick. Yeah, I, I saw it. I didn't hear him mess up the thing, but I saw I because I didn't really realize I was like, what do you say? Uh, and so some of the writers were telling me, but I was trying to prepare for my match. And also we had had like 18 minutes for this match. And uh, the day of WrestleMania, they said, OK, you got seven minutes. And so, <laughs> so we had a bunch of stuff that we had to get rid of. And we thought, hey, I, you know, what, what can we cut? What can we do? And so we did what we did. I thought it, I thought it got a decent reaction. It didn't need to be long. It wasn't that important. The opportunity was to get those guys a victory over the authorities, henchmen, you know what I mean? And and so we did that um, in that match. However, uh, Billy Gunn on the double, didn't we do a double? Uh, we did a double spear and then they put us up for double uh, power bombs mm-hmm. and, and so we took them, finish, uh, we go to the back and I can't find Billy anywhere. And I'm like looking everywhere for Billy Gunn. And I'm like, he was just here. We took the power bomb together. Like, <laughs> And so I finally find him in the, uh, under the stage, like coughing up blood and stuff. Like he was, he, I, I guess he hit really hard or whatever, but he's always had a little asthmatic, uh, some asthmatic issues and so mm-hmm. but it was scared me to death they had to do chest x-rays on him that night and all kind of stuff because he was he was coughing up blood from that double power bomb you know that roman reigns he was he's just tough he's stronger than he realizes he's a herculean man he is hercule herculean never mind i screwed it up daniel <laughs> bryan defeated hunter in the match before your uh you guys Looking back, Brian was a much better opponent and the story was much better than Punk would have been, right? Like it worked out. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And made his career, take him to the next level. Like it yeah. built, it built people. It totally, it totally did. And, uh, and look, I think, um, I think, yeah, I think they made him that night, but look, the next, the next day was a different story. Cause now my guy, my, my, my little engine that could did. So now what? You know what I mean? So, okay, now, uh, like, like his T-shirt sales legitimately dropped after he won the title. Hmm. Uh, but and that's not, you know, they can't, you can't make not that him. up. Right. That's that's nothing having to do with him. That's that's me being more invested in the climb than the than the perch atop. You know what I mean? All right, dog, it's your final WrestleMania match. You put over the three young stars for the company. It's only three minutes long. So it actually got shortened even less than you said. Oh, wow. Was it three? Yeah. I would imagine they said, because I've heard this being said, and I've said it to people myself, how fast can you do it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, And we probably said, we can do it in four. You know what I mean? Or something. And, and then here we go. Do you remember being happy, mad, frustrated, any of it? Or at that point, you just want to get through, get yeah. out there, get it over with, go home, have some yeah. catering, and, and go tr- to the party tr- and call yeah, it a night. Tr- truth be told, um, 
at that time, my family was there. My family, uh, like as soon as it was done, like I went back to the hotel and got into bed and ordered room service and, and spent some time with my family. But uh, that was after we we made sure Billy was still going to live and everything. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was more about you know I was older then, so it wasn't about going to the party mm-hmm. and partying and doing all that. It's about let's go back. We gotta we gotta write TV and do this tomorrow. You know what I mean? We gotta do this again tomorrow. It was my first WrestleMania with the company, which was incredible. Wow. We got to shoot the Adam Rose vignettes as he was going to debut on Raw the following night as well. Yeah. Uh, and I also remember the catering for that WrestleMania because it happened to be the best catering, I feel like, of all the WrestleManias I was at because they were shucking oysters downstairs, yeah. Yeah. man. They were shucking <laughs> oysters. Like, it was incredible. Yeah. I told you that was my first job ever was an oyster shucker on uh, Dolphin on the Bay was the name of the place. My buddy I played baseball with, dad owned the restaurant. So all of the guys like got jobs there shucking oysters. Um, but yeah, so that, yeah, great, great uh, Nolan's food. Uh, and, and look, you get to hang out in New Orleans too. It's awesome, right? I also ate at Emerald's restaurant and Marlon mm-hmm. Wayne's was in there when I was. Oh, really? There. Yeah. All right, I want to get your opinions on a few more of the WrestleMania 30 matches. But first, let me take a second and tell you about our friends at Athletic Greens. I've been using Athletic Greens AG1 for a while now. And let me tell you, I feel great. My digestion's improved, my skin's cleared up, and my energy levels are through the roof. I pop a scoop of AG1 in my OJ, shake it up in the included shaker bottle, and then I head off on a six or seven mile walk feeling good, looking good, and living my best life. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. It helps all the things. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting pretty good. AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens also has 7,000 five-star reviews. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Five time! Five time! Five time travel pack! (laughs) With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dog. Again, athleticgreens.com slash dog to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know what? It all starts in the gut. It all starts in the gut. Good gut health. Gut health. 
Yeah. Brock Lesnar had bad gut health and couldn't be did, a UFC champion. He, he got gut health taken care of. Yeah. Guys on top of the world. Yep. He might drink those athletic greens. Might. Maybe. He might. I don't know what he does maybe. in spare time. He he. There's a chance he could. Yeah. To keep his gut health. Are we still talking about gut health? Maybe it helps him have better quality poops. <laughs> be poopies. After your match... Cesaro won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. How oh. did this not get him to the next level? So like they, they, they were building and then it just it would be like a step up and then a plateau or down a step and a step up and then a plateau yeah. and a down a step. Well, that's what you know, that's what uh we we, I, we just we fought for Claudio a lot. Uh yeah. and and sometimes he got on there and sometimes it, it, he didn't, you know what I mean? And that was, that would, it was, this was one of the things that we fought for, for him to win. And, and, and it's like the first step in his, in his career. I don't think it was uh, exactly what he thought it was going to be or, or what I kind of expected it to be in the long run, but man, well, look what he's doing now. You know what I mean? He's, he's wiser. Uh, he's smarter about his work and, and literally one of the best professional wrestlers uh in the game today and and you could probably arguably say top five uh maybe top three um wow uh, yeah because he's that good and and i've seen him do stuff that was so good and you just go why isn't he why aren't we doing more with him and it's and you know sometimes you can't fight city hall and sometimes uh the people that are in city hall get voted out and and there's new people sitting in those seats and let's see how it turns out this time. John Cena and Bray Wyatt. Now, they had an awesome... So this one starts with the entrance also, because they did yeah. the live performance of that Wyatt theme with the 100,000 people and yeah. the firefly lights and the aura and energy and dramatic feel in the... What is it? The witch key? I forget what yeah. they're called. The uh, witch doctor masks or what are they called? I forget. What I don't know. But this was it, it, it's it was the devil, awkward, it was it creepy, <laughs> and it was cool. Yeah, cool, super and, cool. And then John Cena gets the win over Bray Wyatt, which I think shocked a lot of people. Yeah. I think they yeah. were thinking this was going to be the big Wyatt win and, and and send him to the stratosphere. What were your opinions on on the John Cena win on that one? Yeah, look, I, I think we we and we've talked about this before. I, I think there are things that were going on behind the scenes that were, there was a reason for that finish. Mm -hmm. I don't think I uh, cared what the reason was because I thought Bray Wyatt should have won. And I thought that character was on the rise and this was a great time for him. However, with me not knowing everything going on behind the scenes, you know, John may have been going to make a movie and then going to come back and do whatever he was going to do next with some huge person. So, the decision was made. He needs the win now. You know what I mean? And right, wrong, or indifferent. It's a creative decision that's made. And there's bigger picture issues at hand when making that decision. But we're not always privy to those to those uh, conversations. You know what I mean? Talking about shocking the crowd, the infamous moment, Brock Lesnar pins Undertaker to end the streak. Taker gets hurt during the match. It's a miracle it went like it did. What did what did you think of the decision to end the streak and the whole vibe and everything that became of it? Well, 
I, I disagreed. Um, but I, you know, again, it's creative decisions that neither, uh, I don't want to say they don't matter, but they, they don't. If you talk to John Q public on the street, oh, I love it. I love it. She's disagrees with me about, about, uh, we're barking in the dog pound. <laughs> then the main event, Daniel Bryan wins the WWE title. What did you think of the decision to put Brian over when he, well, you know, you kind of actually already said that. Like, you felt like, I'll let you repeat it again. Yeah, I will repeat it. Because, look, I I think it was, uh, I think it was perfect that he won. Like, it was, what a a journey. I, I don't know that you could have beat him. But I don't know if you couldn't have you know, the deck was so stacked against him already. It, it would be totally understandable if they screwed him somehow with a Scott Armstrong referee comes in or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and you, and you beat Daniel, like, Oh my God, does it make him even stronger? So, so look, that's all debatable. And, and it's, it's six of one half and half dozen of the other. And I love ice cream. I'm I love ice cream. sorry. My segue was Chocolate ice cream, vanilla ice cream, whatever you like, you know what I mean? Whatever you would like. Um, again, cre- creative decisions. Yeah, different strokes for different folks, man. What do you think of the show overall? WrestleMania 30? No. I, I, thought it, I thought it was great. I really did. I thought, what a great show. It was the first one that I was kind of uh, in on the makings of mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. I had just gotten into the creative writing room and, and started hanging around and, and doing a little thing. And so uh, I really looked at this one from a different perspective. Um, even though I performed on it, it was very quick. Um, but it was, it did uh, accomplish what it set out to accomplish, which was operation Kia Sorrento. Um, and the WrestleMania paycheck was enough to buy my wife, the Kia Sorrento. She had her eyes on with the heated seats and all, uh, and we paid cash for it. Thank you, Nolans and Vince McMahon. Um, and so, 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 uh, so yeah, but, but, uh, also I remember being in my hotel and I said, I told you this earlier, made sure Billy was alive, yep. got out of there, went back to my hotel, uh, I lied to you because it just hit me when you told when you said this. My wife were still watching. My wife was still at the building. I went back by myself and spent some time by myself ordering room service and relaxing. My wife texted me and said, Undertaker just lost. Uh-huh. And I thought she was lying to me because I couldn't get it up on my iPad. I was trying to watch mm-hmm. it on my iPad in the room and I couldn't get it up. She said he just lost. I said, Nope. No, he didn't. They're going to do something again. They're going to start the match over. They're going to do something. I was in denial because I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't in the know of yeah. that. And uh, and so, wow, what a what a moment. And I'll never forget that guy's face, the fan with the glasses. And he's just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like what? And uh, that's not looking. I think that's how we all felt. Yep. And looking back on it now. I think we all kind of still feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you put the, you put, you hitch the wagon to Brock, but at at what, at what expense, you know what I mean? At what cost? I don't know. Like I said, it really doesn't matter, but I'd love for him to go on clean and not ever lose a WrestleMania. That would be really cool. You know what I mean? Before we get into the fan questions, let's take one last break and learn how we could save with Conrad. Oh, 
If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, savewithconrad.com. <laughs> Let's get to some fan questions. We should probably cancel that part out. <laughs> Let's care. get to some fan questions with Michael Berry Sr., who wants to oh. know, when you had this match, which out of the three members of the Shield did you think would make it the furthest? Obviously, they've all had magnificent careers. They have. They have, but I thought Roman from the get-go, just because... I mean, look, it sounds crazy for me to say, but what a big, good looking man. You know what I mean? Like what a what a smooth, suave dude. And and, and to me, and look, they're for all from Pensacola and I'm from Pensacola. And so that's all fine and dandy. I grew up with Junior, uh, a.k.a. Rakishi and traveled with him, you know. And so so literally I've seen these boys grow up at the airport. Um but how cool are they? How cool is the bloodline? Like it's it's the best thing going in television today in, in wrestling television, bar none. And and I don't say that because I'm toting a line for anybody. I just say that because that's my that's my opinion. I think they're cool as crap. I think they're heels, but I think they're super cool. Um, and they they keep their heat a little bit somehow too. So I don't know. Roman Reigns was always going to be the man for me. Sarah Walker. That came out wrong again, but or did it? Or did it? Is what it I didn't. Was. It okay. didn't. I'm perfect. Sarah Walker wonders, what is the most important moments that stole the show? Hmm. Man, I, you know, when, uh, when, so, so, so help me out here, Ryan. Didn't uh, Daniel win? He beat Triple, triple H to get, didn't he? So, and then so, won so, the, tri- that's right. He beat Hunter to get into the triple threat, which yeah. was the main event. Got it. Got it. Got it. I was confused about that. I thought it was the other way around. So, so yeah, look, to me, it was both of those moments were, were cataclysmic moments uh, that were larger than life and real. Um, I think the Bray Wyatt defeat was a negative. I think the Undertaker defeat was a negative. I think there were negatives, but I think uh, all the Daniel Bryan beats because of the organic nature of the, the groundswell of the Yes Movement. Um, and the, and the creative writing, I thought, man, those moments were super special, uh, above and beyond cool spots in wrestling, you know? The answer is it was just another match. The question from Austin Williams, how special <laughs> was it for you to have another WrestleMania match? Oh yeah. 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 So, so look, it was cool, <laughs> but, but, but cool for a different reason this time. My wife literally wanted a new car. And so I, <laughs> I wrote myself into the shows. No, that's not the, that's not the case, but, but they, you know, they, look, we were there. Billy was working down at the performance center. I was working there. It was in house. It's easy. Hey, will you guys do this? Heck yeah, let's do it. Um, so, you know, we had a good time with it. I forgot what you're asking, so you could probably hit the bong thing there. While that's firing up, my name is John at John of Last Name. Ask Dog, how many times did you almost slip and say, yo ass better call somebody during this run? No, none. 
Not even once did I almost slip it. Look, it's very different when you're back there and working like directly under Vince McMahon and working directly with the uh, the upper echelon and, and, and like hand in hand with them on a daily basis. You don't want to like, you know, the rules. You don't want to come back having broke one of them. You know what I mean? Like it may be easy for a, one of the talent to do that, but one of the guys that's got to fly back on the jet with him and meet him again tomorrow to, to, to go over some creative probably don't want to break the rules. So uh, no, not even one time. And I made sure they took it out of my song too. We were PG and so PG we were going to be. Jason Bayless says, I was there, wanted to ask Brian what fountain of youth he, Kane, and Billy drank from before this match to look so ageless and physically fit because those guys looked in just as good a shape as the Shield, and the Shield had tactical vests on. (laughs) (laughs) I love Jason Bayless. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, Yeah, yeah, no no, question. I think that was just a compliment. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, no, I'd love to to comment back on it, though. So the Fountain of Youth that I discovered at, at this time particularly was... Uh, just for men. And so, so I had, uh, I had was told, look, you're looking kind of old. You should probably put some color in that thing. And I thought I've never colored my hair in my life. I'm not going to color my, what are you talking about? Uh, And so I did it and, and I didn't, I didn't mind the way it looked, but it just looked like I, it looked like I'm an old dude whose colors his hair. You know what I mean? And, and like I colored my goatee and everything. Uh, And so it was just, I don't know. It felt wrong. It would, feel, it would feel, you know what I mean? It just felt like, okay, whatever, but I'll do whatever you want to. And and so that was my fountain of youth. Billy and Kane, I think they just eat right and work out good. So I, think, <laughs> I don't think there was any secret to, you know, that's what everybody always says about Billy nowadays. Uh, and Glenn nowadays too, as far as that goes, Mayor of Knox County, uh, how great a shape they're in. Man, what's the secret? There's no secret to being in great shape. You eat right and you work out really hard. It's a lifestyle. And if you don't live that lifestyle, you won't be in as good a shape as they are. But that's their secret. Really consistent hard work. (laughs) And that's why not very many people look like them, myself included. Bryant Haremza asks, can Brian explain what were some of the differences from performing at his first WrestleMania to performing at WrestleMania 30. Oh, wow. So the first one, I think, while I was in uh, Jeff's Corner uh, against the, that may have been in 95 in uh, huh, somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, I'm waiting for somebody to pull it up here. K- Kid was in, in uh, Razor's Corner, and I was in uh, Jeff's Corner as the roadie. And so... It, that was the first one, man. I didn't have any, say that again. Was Bridgeport? Bri- Bridgeport. Might have been Bridgeport. Um, but so the difference between the difference between then and now is, uh, or then and then and then was, uh, holy mackerel, the experience. Like I was so young and, and dumb and doing that. It was, it was great. I was just having fun and got paid to do it. And the biggest fine ever for that, or for me, uh, for marijuana was taken out of that very first WrestleMania check. Um, uh, that was my biggest, biggest fine ever, uh, after about the third failed test. Um, so I just was gonna, look, if you're going to pay me a bunch, I'm going to do what I want to do. You can take it later. Um, but so look, experience, (laughs) I was, I was getting back to experience was, uh, 
experience was exactly that was was the difference you know what i mean like yep. i was young and dumb and 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 ready to roll in 95 then here in 2014 14 right that's what we're talking about yep, is uh it's just i've had a ton of experience doing this now and so it is kind of just another match and and i'm also now at the point where i'm thinking the best for the whole show oh man i don't get my stuff in no how can we do this to save time for the main event you know what i mean it was a it was a, a diff, totally different perspective for me how i approached each one uh 95 i got high and had a blast uh 2014 i stretched before my match and, <laughs> and uh and talked over the spot 50 times and you know so it was yeah it was just different perspective man wrestlemania 30 boom bada bing there's bada the thing wow bottom bow hey you know what i love in the read for the athletic greens is it, it, it improves all the things and there's another cool word adaptogens adaptogens is that the coolest word you ever heard we actually did a look up now i'm gonna have forgetful memory but me and my wife did a look up on adaptogens, on adaptogens. i think that i think it's made up but like whoever made it up is awesome i want to high five that person <laughs> it'll catch on Next week on Oh You Didn't Know, we're going to do Ask Dog Anything. And with Ask all of the news anything. of the world, man, there's going to be a lot of interesting Let's questions. Keep it to wrestling. Let's just keep it to wrestling. Not with everything that's going on in the world. I'm afraid my opinion may anger some. Well, it's always exciting when the dog's mic is on. So listen Ooh. again next week as we turn 21 on oh. oh. Oh, you didn't know. Oh, you didn't know. Oh, my God. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com.